Latter-day Saints remember the conflict that has come to be known as the Mormon War in Missouri in 1838. Places like Hans Mill, Far West, Clay County saw violent and savage persecutions against the newly organized church, and Latter-day Saints have worked hard to preserve the stories and the voices of the people who lived through them. But what was it like to be on the other side? On this episode, we will explore the Mormon War from the perspective of Peter Burnett, a soldier in the Missouri militia during the 1838 Mormon War. I'm Nate Olson, and this is Adventures in Mormon History. Peter Burnett was born in 1807 in Tennessee. In 1822, his father settled in Clay County, Missouri. In his later years, he wrote that it was among simple, backwoods people that he grew up to manhood. When my father moved to Clay, he was still upon the confines of civilization. Clay was one of the most western counties in one of the most western states. Burnett described coming of age in this far-flung frontier. Beyond dancing and hunting, the men of Clay County had another favorite pastime, fighting. Burnett wrote that, In these primitive times, fisticuff fights were very common, especially at our militia trainings. After the military drills were over, some bully would mount a stump, imitate the clapping and crowing of a cock, and declare aloud that he could whip any man in the crowd except his friends. Those who were not his professed friends were thus challenged to fight. Someone would accept the challenge, and a fight would start. These fights were not caused by hatred or anger. As a general rule, Burnett explained, they came from pride and love of fame. It was simply a severe trial of manhood, perseverance, and skill. But even so, these fights were brutal. Biting, gouging, punching, it was all fair game. I have known men on such occasions to lose part of the ear or nose, and sometimes an eye. In most cases, both parties were severely bruised, bitten, and gouged, and would be weeks in recovery. The fight would go on until one of the men cried out, NUFF! After that, the combatants would take a friendly drink together. But despite coming of age in this hard-scrabble, rough-and-tumble world of the western frontier, Burnett developed a hatred for bloodshed in 1830 when Burnett killed a man stealing from his store. He had recently bought the store to support his growing family, but struggled to keep it afloat. That's when he found someone had broken into his store and stolen some of his whiskey supply. Determined that this should not happen again, Burnett wrote, I securely fastened the shutter and placed a shotgun cocked upon the counter with a string extending from one end of the yardstick to the shutter and so arranged that when the shutter was forced open, the gun would go off. When he arrived at the store the next morning, Burnett found a man lying dead outside of his store. He had broken open the window shutter and, as he did so, the trap sprung, firing the shotgun and striking him in the face, killing him. Burnett was not prosecuted. The laws of the frontier were fully on his side, but he greatly regretted what he had done. I have deeply regretted that act. The poor man was fond of liquor, and he wanted nothing else. It was a sad case. I had no idea who it could be until he was killed. The idea of shedding human blood is now terrible to me. I would rather bear almost any injury than take human life. 
But, however adverse he was to bloodshed, Burnett, like all able-bodied men of his day, had to serve in the local militia, and in 1838, his unit of Clay County, under the command of Brigadier General Alexander Donovan, was called out against the Latter-day Saints. Burnett gave a summary of the conflict in his life history, including how it started. The Mormons extended their settlements into the adjoining county of Davis at a place called adam on Diamond, the name being significant of some religious idea which uh, I have forgotten. The people of Davis, who were rather rude and ungovernable, being mostly backwoodsmen, were very much opposed to this. Although the Mormons had paid for the land they occupied, the Mormons insisted on their legal rights as citizens of the state, while the people of Davis determined that they should not vote in that county at the August election of 1838. When the election came, the rough folk of Davis County tried to stop the Mormons from voting. That led to a brawl in which the Latter-day Saints beat the other side. From this, Burnett wrote, other difficulties followed until Lyman White, at the head of the Mormon forces, invaded Davis County, most of which he overran, driving all before him. General D.R. Atchison, then commanding the militia in that part of the state, ordered Captain Samuel Boggart of Ray County to take his militia company and secure the border between Ray and Caldwell counties in an effort to preserve peace. But this was a problem, as Burnett wrote. Boggart was not a very discreet man, and his men were of much the same character. So instead of securing the county line, Boggart led his men into the Mormon territories, harassing and detaining some of the saints. When this information reached far west, David Patton, with his militia, set out to attack Boggart's company and rescue the prisoners. When the forces met, they fired on each other. Burnett explained that the Missourians had a better position, and Patton's men, being entirely exposed, suffered severely from the first fire, and Patton ordered his men to charge the Missourians with their swords. Because the Missourians had no swords, they broke ranks and ran. However, David Patton was shot dead leading the effort. Burnett was not present for this skirmish, which came to be known as the Battle of Crooked River, but his unit arrived at the scene afterwards. Burnett wrote, I went upon the battlefield and examined it carefully. The dead and wounded had all been removed, but the clots of blood upon the leaves where the men had fallen were fresh and plainly to be seen. It looked like the scene of death. That first night, Burnett's unit did not expect to be attacked by the Latter-day Saints because far west, the city where the Saints were gathered, was far enough away that the Mormon militia would not be able to reach them until the next night. But when the next night came, they did expect an attack. Burnett does not shy away from admitting that not only he, but his entire company, were terrified of the Latter-day Saint militia. He described what it was like one night when about midnight, a messenger rode into the camp with dreadful news. An armed troop was marching toward them, coming from the direction of far west. He wrote, A fearful impulse came over me, such as I have never felt before. I knew that it was most probable that the victorious Danites would be upon us, as they had been upon Boggart. It was what we had every reason to expect. We knew that they had about 800 men at Far West and were fully able to subdue us if they determined to do so. I said to myself, oh, now we catch it. I at once seized my rifle and fell into the ranks. 
A few of our men were so alarmed that they mounted their horses and rode to the rear of our encampment. A moment after falling into ranks, I looked up and down the line and the men were shivering as with cold. Though the night was warm, their teeth clattered from the effects of the alarm. And I said, boys, it has turned very cold suddenly, which produced a feeble laugh. General Donovan called for what we would call today a reconnaissance in force. That is, he called for 20 volunteers to go out, look for the enemy, and bring on the action. Burnett wrote, huh, I said to myself, I am not in that scrape. There was not a word said, and no one volunteered. But eventually, Burnett became ashamed of himself, and he said to the man next to him, Suppose we go out. Urged on this way, his comrade agreed. But all told, Donovan could get no more than seven men to volunteer for the patrol. Burnett recalled that as we passed the front line, all the men were down on one knee, rifle in hand. We found the guards at their post and passed on rapidly. The mare that I rode was a very fleet little animal, and having been often trained and ran before I purchased her, she no doubt supposed we were running a race. I was about 20 yards ahead of my comrades when, sure enough, we saw in the clear moonlight a body of armed men approaching. We galloped on until we reached within some hundred yards, then drew up and hailed them. When, to our great satisfaction, we found it was a body of militia under Colonel Gilliam, from Clinton County, coming to join us. Thus ended the alarm. A few days later, Burnett marched on far west with the combined Missouri forces from the neighboring counties. He saw that around the city, the Latter-day Saints had made a sort of barricade of timbers, which Burnett recalled was not sufficient to offer serious resistance. Finding themselves overpowered by numbers, the Mormon leaders, that is, Smith, Rigdon, White, and others, surrendered. With church leaders in custody, the next step for the Missouri militias was to decide what to do with them. Burnett recalled, As I understood at the time, a proposition was seriously made and earnestly pressed in a council of officers to try the prisoners by court-martial, and if found guilty, to execute them. But this attempt was stopped, Burnett recalled, by the efforts of his commander, Brigadier General Donovan. He wrote, these men had never belonged to any lawful military organization and could not therefore have violated military law. The law of the soldier could not apply to them as they had never been soldiers in any legal sense. Burnett was a firm believer in the rule of law himself. And in the moment of crisis, Burnett stood behind Alexander Donovan in his efforts to save the lives of the church leaders. He wrote, I remember that I went to Donovan and assured him that we of Clay County would stand by him. Had it not been for the efforts of Donovan and others from Clay, I think it most probable that the prisoners would have been summarily tried, condemned, and executed. Over the course of the next several months, Burnett would join Donovan as co-counsel and attorney for the prisoners. On our next episode, we'll explore his experience defending Joseph Smith. I'm Nate Olson, and this is Adventures in Mormon History.